You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking to you about how to silence your inner critic. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm James Wedmore. And I'm Jilly Cedeno. And welcome to another episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. If you've been following along with us, we've been doing an entire series here every week for the past few weeks talking about reclaiming your personal power. Why are we talking about this? Because for years, that becomes such a big question that so many people ask me. Questions about, James, how do I have more confidence? I want more confidence. I went to Amazon, they're sold out. Walmart doesn't have it either, and I'd like more confidence. And we've really reframed this to have a deeper conversation, making the hypothesis that it's not about confidence that you're looking for. It's about finding that which we've lost, that we didn't know that we've given it away, your power. This series of episodes has been an opportunity, exercises, journal prompts, inquiries, and conversations into ways in which you can begin to reclaim your power. And if you have been following along with us, that's a real question to check in with yourself and to say like, does I feel like I'm making some progress here? I know everyone wants the magic pill. Mm -hmm. They want it instant. They want it fast. You know, don't do the work. I just want the end result. But for someone who's been listening, following along and doing some work, have you found yourself experiencing anything different? I hope so. We're also going to say, go ahead and start at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I know you might want to be like, no, I really want to listen to this episode. And that's totally great. We want you to listen to it too. But we think that it'll be great to start at the beginning. So we'll link that first episode up in the podcast uh, notes, the show notes. It's a few episodes back. It'll give it a little extra context for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you are caught up and you'd like to continue in this conversation around personal power, we want to talk today about the self-talk. The inner critic. Oh, that mind chatter. That's not what it sounds like, but <laughs> it does sound pretty bad in there, you know, and good, bad, whatever. Most people, and I lived a, a large portion of my life this way, not really paying attention or being aware of that which we say to ourselves and that what we say about ourselves. And I'm going to start with a story. Story time. It was actually taking us back to about this time 2019. Hmm. Do you know what was about this time, 2019? Was it when we needed to... <clears throat> oh. <laughs> BBD Live. BBD Live, 2019. It was like a month from now. Well, so okay. remember what happened after BBD Live? You lost your voice. I tried doing these episodes that hurt so... <sighs> it was so painful that I had to call it in. I had to have the team do an episode for me because I literally was at risk of permanently damaging my vocal cords, mm -hmm. like not a joke. And then Caitlin, a member of our team, sent me a text message and it was a video. And it was a video of me on stage when I came out at the beginning of BBD Live. People are 
clapping. There's 600 people in the audience. The energy was intense. And within the first 30 seconds of coming on stage, I said something like, we're going to bring it for the next three days, give it all we've got. And I'll probably, or I said, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I'm going to probably lose my voice by the end of this. (laughs) And the thing is, is my voice was fine the whole event. I didn't feel, oh, it's going by day two. Uh Uh-oh, not at all. That night, I remember talking to Mel in the hotel room and we're chitty-chatting and everything was fine. I woke up the next day, gone. And that, my friends, is an example of the power of our word, our word creating our world. And we're saying a lot of words to ourselves, both out loud. You know, if you listen to friends and family, you listen and they'll talk. They'll give you a glimpse of how they treat themselves in their head all day long. And because they'll start to say things, ah, so stupid. Why do I always do this? Right. What are some of these things that people say to themselves that we all say to ourselves? Right. Or even if you get a compliment, like notice what you say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just because you're just being nice or oh, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Wow. I love this outfit looks great. Oh, no, no, blah, blah, blah. So we say these things to ourselves all the time. Right. I don't have what it takes. Why? them, not me, right? All that comparison. What was I thinking? I don't have what it takes. Oh, I'm so stupid. And we're just awful on ourselves, right? And what we're going to talk about, you know, how we can kind of cut that out a bit. I think we have to, you know, don't believe everything you think. You are not that inner critic, it's not you, that doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't mean it's real, but it's going to have a real impact on you. You know, your thoughts and what you say to yourself does have a lot of power. The problem is I think most people, and I think this is a big part of this episode, just aren't aware of it. It's like a fish to water where a fish doesn't know what wet feels like because it's always in water. So it's almost like you're submerged in this inner talk all the time. So it's hard to even recognize when you're saying the things that you're saying to yourself and separating it as a critic going, you suck, blah, blah, blah. Instead of just like, no, no, it's just, I just suck. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we we have to separate that. But I think most people can't separate you as the listener, the listener from you, the thought, you, the critic. And we have to make that separation. But that's not you. That's right. not your higher self. And remember, you know, thoughts are electricity and law of attraction. You're going to just create more of them, right? And they're just always going. Yeah. And speaking of law of attraction, we all know that positive affirmations are a way to bring more of what you want into your life. So say you, you know, you want to make money. You can say, I am wealthy. Mm-hmm. And you say, I am wealthy every day for however long you want. Well, negative self-talk in the inner critic is affirmations. It's just negative affirmations, but you're always manifesting. So you're going to be manifesting whether you're using positive affirmations or negative affirmations, you're going to find the the middle. The problem is, is someone says affirmations don't work. I I tried saying I'm wealthy for 10 times once a day for a week (laughs) and I'm not wealthy, but you've been saying I'm broke for 30, 40 years of your life. Exactly. It's going to take a little bit more yeah. To break that. Yeah. And isn't it about necessarily like, oh, I just say this more than that. Right. <laughs> it's about we can start to stop that. Right. But how do I stop all this negative self-talk? Once you start to realize it, sometimes it can really feel like trying to fall asleep. 
It's funny about falling asleep. The harder you try to fall asleep, the more you stay awake, mm-hmm. right? And I think this is the same thing. It's like, stop it, stop saying, change. And it just like, you know, because it's like resistance, like what and what you resist persists. So I believe silencing the inner critic isn't about, you don't do that by silencing the inner critic. Like, okay, if I just stop that, because like, try it. Yeah. Try to stop it right now. Just go, just shh, quiet it. Usually it gets louder. Yeah, and then you're going to judge yourself for not being able to stop it. <laughs> Which is more of the same inner critic, man. Be nice to my friend here, you know, stop being so mean yeah. to yourself. So I believe that the way to silence it is looking at really what's causing it. And I think in a big way, what's causing the nastiness towards yourself are the beliefs that you already have about yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about these like core beliefs. Yeah, beliefs you know or don't know that you have too. Right, that you probably have that you've spent your whole life like trying to convince people you're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you didn't have those beliefs, would you really be saying as much of the things that you're saying? You know, we're all human and we're doing what we're doing every day. No one's perfect in the sense of like, you know, enlightened and stuff, but I don't walk around with all those nasty thoughts in my head. And I used to, right? But I also got to a place where I realized that I was carrying around beliefs of not being good enough, not being worthy, you know, fear of not being loved and not loving myself. And that's the thing, right? If you knew that a shadow doubt, like not just knew it conceptually, because that's the thing is a lot of people know it. Yeah, I know I've heard this before. Like we said before, there's no new information, but what are you doing with this information? Stop learning the information start and start learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? So if you knew you were enough and not just in your head, like the rest of your body followed, like you felt enough, you knew you were worthy, you felt worthy. If you truly, truly love yourself, like I love myself. Question is, would you still have this inner critic beating the crap out of you? I say no. Something to try on? I don't know. I mean, what do you got to lose is love yourself a little bit more, right? Right. Because one way to look at this is you are a creation from God, source, creator, you know, universe, whatever you want to call it. And as a creation, you are this divine, perfect being, right? Like God wasn't sleeping on the job or something like, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, well, so you are perfect in that creation. So who are you to judge or condemn or reject that creation that is you? I mean, you can, you have that free will to deny yourself that, but but think about what you're rejecting when you say, no, I'm not perfect the way I am. Wow. Yeah, right? But these are these core beliefs that we decide from a young age, mm-hmm. you know? And I've had mine, right? I think one of the big ones I had, I was, oh, let's see, I must have been about four. I can still remember it. And my mom was still dressing me at the time. So I know I was pretty young and we went to the movie theater and I heard all these kids laughing. And for whatever reason, I just decided that they were laughing at me. And I looked down and I was dressed in this matching. And it was the first time in my life I looked down and I judged myself. 
And I was like, what am I wearing? It's matching. It was like pastel, like Easter colors with like little blue and pink and yellow animals all over. And I went into all this embarrassment and there's something wrong with me. And I never felt that in my life until the age of probably the four or five. And I remember too, that it was like, I even blamed my mom. I was like, she's the one who dressed me this way. And now how embarrassing and older kids are laughing at me. I still to this day, as I like recapitulate that, I don't think they were laughing at me. <laughs> if you were a high school kid, would you laugh at a four-year-old for the way they were dressed? No. Right? Not at all. How many other experiences have we had where we decided we are the way we are or, or had those pivotal you know, life-changing moments and we got it wrong. Like it's such a distortion, we had no idea, but I thought they were laughing at me and I look back and I'm like, even if I was 12, 13, I wouldn't have laughed at a four-year-old for how they were dressed. Like you just don't. But in that moment, I decided that that's what had happened. Mm -hmm. And I just went into this like, there's something wrong with me, you know, kind of spiral. Another one, and I talked about this at BBD Live. This one was crazy because I just realized this one like a year ago. When I was in kindergarten, which is five years old, right? It's kind of cliche, but I got picked last for uh, kickball, dodgeball or whatever. You know, kickball where you kick the ball, like they roll it and then you kick it. And I got picked last for it. And one of the kids like passed over me because he said something like James doesn't play sports or no, no, James doesn't play or whatever. And I felt for the first time in my life rejection and I didn't like it. I was picked last. And the, the truth was I just hadn't played sports. I mean, I was only five. <laughs> and I mean, look, Ewan, he's, I, when he was three, he's starting to kick the soccer ball around. So you know, these kids are five or six and they kind of grew up playing sports earlier. I just hadn't, I just hadn't done any of that. So I just didn't know. But in that moment, I was like, I don't want to experience that again. So I'm just going to opt out of sports completely. And I just decided at that age, I'm not athletic and I'm not going to play sports. And I didn't my, like my entire life. I tried a little bit here and there and didn't. And then just kind of grew up with this belief of I'm not athletic. Mm-hmm. This crazy, all stemming from five-year-old James saying, this is who you are, this is who you're not, and boom, carry that on through your whole life. Yeah, my, the one that comes to me is, um, and I know I've shared this with you, I had, I think I was in fifth grade, and you know, one of the popular kids, and he was a neighbor, yelled across the quad to me, like, acne cream's a, a dollar, because I had like a couple pimples, mm. you know, but who doesn't when they're in fifth grade? But in that moment, I decided that I would never go outside without wearing makeup again. Jeez. And I did that probably up until like, Mm -hmm. two years ago I think in fact Jeez, like Josh wow. he we were together for over a year before he ever saw me without makeup wow this is very common this mm -hmm. happens to all of us you know oh yeah Jillian and I are the only two people that have had mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're mean we're mean to each other kids can be nasty yeah and then I was just more mean to myself because mm -hmm. I just continued to tell myself that yeah. yeah and we are these sponges at that age so we just take it in and we always internalize it about us. It's not, we don't sit there at that age and be like, she's just projecting and this has nothing to do with me, right? It's like, we didn't know any better. Yeah. And wow, we say there's something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I'm this, I'm that. And then I'm of course that. you find evidence that supports that decision. You know, when your of mom course. goes out and buys you makeup, you're like, see, 
Maybe yes. my mom thinks so, you know? Yes. <laughs> and, and it just reinforces it. And mm-hmm. it happened at such a young age. Like if I said, hey, tell me what happened to your whole first year of first graders. And you're like, I don't remember any <laughs> right. of that. So you don't remember making these decisions. No. And you did them from that age in that context, not knowing any better. And you're just kind of like living into this future every day with that. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you reinforce it so much because you're living from that new belief that the five-year-old made that you just find so much evidence that you reinforce it, reinforce it, reinforce it, reinforce it. And anything to the contrary or anything that would threaten those nasty kids saying something again, that self-talk is, don't you do that Mm -hmm. because you're going to get called acne face again Mm -hmm. or that you're not athletic or you're going to get rejected again because that Mm -hmm. hurt when you were five. And we have no idea we're still living from all that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you're not born with that. Absolutely not. The experiences, our parents, our mentors, those big people, you know, because you're that little person. Teaching you all these things and these things happen. Thing happens. You make an interpretation, a decision about you, you know, life, people, whatever. But you're not born with those core beliefs, like I'm not enough. And I've told this before, but like, you just have to imagine that for a moment. You look at a newborn baby, whether it's yours or somebody else's, and you don't look into that baby's eye and like see like the universe. And you know, it's like staring back at you and be like, well, you're not enough yet. Maybe one day if you like work hard enough, all the lies and rules that we tell ourselves about what it takes to be enough don't apply to this newborn baby. Right? You don't look at that and say, oh, yeah, you're just not enough. No, it's not even a question. Which means at some point in your life, you have to decide that these lies are true. When did you decide that? Right? And yeah, like you said, then once you decide that and this negative self-talk comes in, you're manifesting. Right. And and it, and it does manifest just like oh, you yeah. manifested losing your voice. I would manifest even worse acne because then you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't wash your face because you're, you don't want anyone to see you without makeup. <sighs> you work out with makeup and it just perpetuates worse skin. It's mm-hmm. just, you and know. gives you more evidence. That Exa- it's exactly. True. Mm-hmm. And then you just wear more makeup. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of this episode is about, can you begin number one to become aware of the self-talk? can become aware of these beliefs that you have about yourself, these I am core beliefs at that identity level. I am not enough, not good enough, not worthy enough, not deserving enough, not deserving of love. Realize that there are all these illusions that we create and then operate from in our life. And you will continue to find Example after example, evidence after evidence. And this is what people mean when they say, oh, so your thoughts do create your reality. Yeah, you start to look at those core beliefs and they will play out into your life. So, you know, it's also about becoming aware, listening to separation between you as the listener and the you that is that self-talk, all these things that we say. Why her? Why him? Not me. What is she has or he has that I don't? I can't. I'm stuck. I'm confused. I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. These are these are phrases that I think we can be more intentional about eliminating from your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck. If you're an entrepreneur, you got to get that phrase out of your vocabulary. Never, ever say it again to yourself in a Facebook group talking to any human. It's a lie right there. You are never, ever stuck. I'm stuck. Help me. 
You're never stuck. And we've done entire episodes on this. I'm confused. So what? Why, that, why is that such a bad thing? You know, what's wrong with confusion? Confusion means I'm outside of the comfort zone of what I know. I'm venturing into unknown new territory of knowledge. That's discovering. Mm-hmm. You've always been confused before you've learned something new. But people go, oh, I don't like this confusion. I got to go back to what I know. And then you do that, you don't grow. These phrases like, I have to, right? You've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to. You got to change all of those. The I get to's, you know. Because this really is. It's back what we talked about with the previous episode on two episodes back on, on integrity. Mm-hmm. When you realize how powerful your thoughts are, when you realize how powerful your word is, you will not throw it around so loosely without that intent, without that power, you know? Yeah, I think this is really choosing an op- or deciding to de- choose magic over misery. Mm. It's an opportunity to, instead of do the have tos, it's I get tos. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to learn new things. Absolutely. We're just finding every, I mean, if you can just find every opportunity to, turn it around to reframe it yourself. Mm -hmm. Like on our coaching calls and BBD and stuff, people say, oh, great reframe. It's like, yeah, I can do a great reframe for you because I know how to reframe for myself. And if you don't, you don't always need someone there to reframe life for you. You got to be willing to to do it yourself for everything. And there is a frame there. And let's just create that for people as a distinction. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're saying to yourself, no matter what state you find yourself in, whatever that situation is, there is a frame. And what we mean by that is a way to look at it that is more useful, effective, beneficial, and positive than the one that you're choosing. There always is. No, there isn't. Not for this. James. It's just like if something bad happens, there's always a silver lining. I like yeah, to call the, myself the silver lining queen. So well, yeah. <laughs> that, and, and I know these things become very cliche. cliche yeah. But it's up to you to find that. And there always mm-hmm. is. I mean, and we have had people on coaching calls that will bring some stuff to the call. Let me tell you, I already know that there's going to be something good there. There mm-hmm. always is. I operate from that. There always is. There's always, you know, it's law of duality. I've talked about this before. Law of duality, which means if the problem exists, solution's there. If there's bad, there's good there. It has to exist. One cannot exist without the other. But it's your choice on what you choose to look at and how you choose to see it and if you're willing to find the good. But people say, I'm stuck. They're saying, I give up. I don't want to do the thinking. I don't want to do the work. I don't want to get to that place where I see what I haven't been able to see. Just do it for me. Just tell me what to do. You know, And that becomes this default. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I get why you want someone to tell you what to do. I get it. I totally do. It's what you want, but it's not what you need. And it's not serving you. It's really not serving you. Number one, we already know that for a fact, because every marketing course on the internet, you know, exists on every topic, telling you every way to launch, every way to sell, every way to make money, every way to do this and do that. It's all there. So everyone's already telling you what to do and you're not doing it. So why do you keep saying, just tell me what to do? It's there. There is no person today that can say, James, 
The problem is the reason I can't grow my business is because there is a shortage of information on how to do it. It's the opposite. There's so much. Yeah. And well, I get so overwhelmed. There, that's another one. I'm overwhelmed. Overwhelm is a choice. Overwhelm is how you're choosing as a state, how to respond in the moment based on a couple of different things, right? It could be you're overwhelmed with so much to do. Well, you've told yourself, I have to do these many things, and then you've told yourself, but I only have this amount of time to do it. That will send people to overwhelm. There's also overwhelm because you're like, I have options. There's four different things I could do. I'm so overwhelmed. But you could look at that same thing and say, wow, I am so grateful. I have four different ways that I could choose to do this. How cool is that? How cool is that? And I should just choose one because it will all work and I can just go from there. This reminds me of, I know you guys have seen it, all the ladies out there probably, the the new home edit show on Netflix, right? And something stuck out to me during that show and it's Joanna and she, it's organizing, right? So for most people, it's stressful, it's a headache, it's a lot of work. Organizing? Organizing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So every time the owner of the house says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry you have to do this, she's like, it's such fun stuff. Yeah. And just like, imagine if you approached everything as what mm. you thought of overwhelmed or stressful or anxiety mm-hmm. inducing as fun stuff. And you just said it out loud. I had to learn to do that at a deeper level with our Airbnbs because the way that went down is I had expectations. Oh, we can get these things furnished and up <laughs> in two weeks. Ha! Ha! <laughs> right? Every little thing becomes a big thing. Like, oh, I did this on stories. And I told people the door wouldn't close all the way in the bathroom. So I'm like, oh, okay. So we just got to fix the door. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay. So I just got to change out a screw here. And you change, that didn't work. Oh, we got to take the hinge off. Oh, we got to put these in. Oh my goodness. And this one little thing becomes this big thing. And so you have these expectations of how long it's supposed to take. And then it starts to take longer and you're like, it's not going at the speed I wanted to go at. And you can have what started as something that's like, this is exciting, this is fun. All of a sudden you're like, mother ever. And the songs and blah, 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 you can find yourself in that state really fast. Like, I knew this Airbnb thing was a bad idea. What the heck was I thinking? <laughs> and you just gotta stop. And that's what I do is be like, it's gonna take as long as it's gonna take. And I'm just gonna keep putting the time that I have into it and be smart, be efficient, be a present. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it because I'm working with my hands. I'm having fun. My skills are developing. It's a break and away from internet work and computer work and just, you know, being away from the computer. And I love it. So chill out, dude. Mm -hmm. What's the big rush? You know, I'm still efficient. I'm not lollygagging, but I'm enjoying it. And that's your choice, right? That's your choice. And when you came from that place, you found the solution. Yeah, too, well, right? that, that happens mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's like that other Einstein quote. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness that created it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're tuning to the energy of the problem. You just, you have to recreate it as a problem. Mm-hmm. You keep manifesting it as a problem. And I always see whatever, oh, yes, a problem. That means I'm going to find a really good solution for this. That's so and true. I, I'm already tuning to the solution. I'm always excited when a problem is presented. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, ooh, more of a challenge here. So, This self-critic, what we say about ourselves, even just what we say about our day, about what we say about events and whatever, you have to learn to 
silence that, reframe that, recreate that to a nicer person, mm -hmm. <laughs> really. So we're gonna give you guys a few steps to do that. Three simple steps, okay? Step number one is it's very important that you begin to develop the daily discipline of awareness. Most people don't like that word discipline. They don't want discipline. They're like, can I just watch Netflix? And you can do whatever you want. But if you're looking for more of an extraordinary life, living at a more extraordinary level, right? I love that quote about entrepreneurship. Well, entrepreneurs are willing to do what most are not willing to do. And they're the ones that end up experiencing, having, and achieving what most others can't. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you know, have an experience of living a more powerful life too, Absolutely. Being, stepping into your power. So begin to notice, create that separation and awareness of what you say internally to yourself or what you hear internally and what you say out loud. You can even ask someone in your life, spouse, partner, friend, and start holding you accountable. Hey, if you hear me say blah, 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 would you just like call me out? Because we can start to turn these around really fast, but you gotta catch them. It's like catch it, rewind it, and then repeat it in the new way, right? Like, oh, I gotta go do the blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, 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 I get to. And mean it when you say it. But what I'm getting at here, guys, is that this stuff is important. That's, I think, the big problem is people don't think that those things are a big deal. But it's like, I did a whole episode, I'm on this probably 200 episodes ago, but a phrase that my grandfather, who I never met, he passed away before I was born, told my dad, and my dad used to say it to me growing up. And he said, as the twig bends, so grows the tree. And he was referring to me trying to have better posture, you know? <laughs> he grabbed my shoulder and pulled me back. He's like, son, come on. It's like, my dad always told me, so I'm telling you. As the twig bends, so grows the tree. And maybe that's what it was referring to, but I think it was referring to our thoughts. And it's like the thoughts are the twigs. And they start out as just like a little thought, mm -hmm. you know? But as those thoughts continue coming and growing, whatever, that directs the entire way in which the tree grows. So, you know, oh, whatever, like, blah, 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 just tell me what to do, right? People keep going back to that. But I've found them to be, this to be extremely important to be able to catch that and change those thoughts. As a twig bends, so grows the tree. So where are the thoughts that you're thinking directing your life? Something to look at. So that's step one, developing that daily discipline of awareness. Step number two is you begin to catch these thoughts and listen to that inner critic. A question to ask is, if you truly loved yourself and knew you were enough, knew you were perfect the way you are, would you still have that thought? Would you believe that thought? Would you believe that thing that you told yourself? Chances are no. And that's kind of there to hammer in my point that mm -hmm. if you were coming from that place, you wouldn't have as much of the... Right. Would you look the person you're, that you love the most in mm. the eye and say the things that you caught yourself saying exactly. to yourself? Exactly. Yeah. For parents, you know, some of the things you say to yourself, would you say that to your kids? Mm -hmm. No. Why? Because you love them. Well you know, love yourself a little bit. And that really matters. That book we've mentioned that's a powerful book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. So good. Yeah, but you gotta do it, not think it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, I've heard that. I've, yeah, I've definitely heard this one before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then step three would be to replace it. We gotta start replacing it. What would someone who loved themselves know as truth? What would they say? How would their thoughts empower them? 
instead of scare them. Yeah. And, you know, it's simple. It's not easy. It takes work. And most people won't do it. That's kind of goes back. Unfortunately, it's like most people don't want to change. I'm like, can't you just give me a pill or something? A magic, magic wand that, you know, makes it all go away and stuff. But we have to acknowledge that what you're doing as an entrepreneur are things that most people aren't willing to do that put you out of your comfort zone, that expose you to judgment, criticisms, failures, letdowns, disappointments, hard work, problems, struggles, a lot of oh, long nights and my brain hurts and what was all that I just learned and thinking and mistakes and setbacks and this and that and that, right? And yeah, there's probably a part of you that wants to save you from all that, protect you from all that, doesn't want you to do that, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't want you to be judged and criticized on that Facebook Live. Don't do it. Don't do it. What are you thinking? And I went through all that. You know, when I had a lot of the self-talk, it was just trying to protect me. You could even ask that question. What is this voice or this inner critic's purpose, job? What is its function? And it's, you know, protecting us from a lot of this ridicule, risk, Rejection, all that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. But trying to avoid all that and still get what you want, it's not going to happen. Or waiting for someone else to reframe it for you. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be so much more powerful. It's like the saying, you know, if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. But Mm -hmm. if you teach a man to fish, he Mm -hmm. can eat for a life. We can give you a reframe. It'll help Mm -hmm. you in this moment. But what happens when something, it could not even be business related. Wouldn't you rather have the experience of coaching yourself out of it? You have to. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to because no one else can think your thoughts for you. Just like personal trainer can't do your Mm push-ups for you. So if you're trying to not get wet, you know, like, but still go surfing, it's not going to happen. If you're trying to say things like, I want to grow. I want that audience. I want that reach. I don't want anyone to judge me. It's not going to happen. They're judging you. It's already, they're already judging you for not doing, following your dreams and Mm -hmm. doing your stuff and doing your thing. You know what I mean? So we got to learn to master that. We got to learn to master that inner voice. We we have to learn to find that silence. We're going to do another episode on that coming up. But when that voice is in there and it's getting so loud, it's in your head, all that thinking, noise, that true wisdom, intuition, knowledge, guidance can't come through. Mm. Can't. So when that's so loud, the best stuff, your best stuff, there's no way it's going to come through. So this is so important that you start to recognize how loud and noisy it can get in there. And we must learn to start to silence it. But how, but how, but how, so much of it is becoming aware of it. Mm-hmm. That it's not you. There's a voice in your head, electricity, you know, frequency, law of attraction, it creates more, you focus on it more and more and more comes, you know, and learn to have that mental mastery. Mm -hmm. That's what we all have to do. You know, I know it's easier said than done, but keep trying to live with it and then go do big, scary things. You're not going to get very far. 
So we hope that if you take the time, you go through this and start to follow those steps, start to become aware of the noise and the voice in your head and begin to quiet that voice, that you will have another opportunity for you to do, step into more of your personal power. Find more empowering thoughts that serve you. Yeah. Instead of harm you. Yeah, choose choose a new thought. So thank you again for continuing with us in this series on personal power, how to reclaim more of your power. This is a very important episode on self-talk, inner critic, all that noise. And we've got another one coming your way. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the big one, the big Mac daddy fear. The big F word. It really is the big F word. That was a big one. So we kind of saved the best for last, the worst for last. It might not be a coincidence that it's a four letter word too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a four letter F word. Yeah. So stay tuned. We're going to see you here next week on the Mind Your Business podcast. See you then. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.